0: Welcome to De-stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Morning, Paddy. Good morning. Good morning. So, what do you do when you have a great job candidate but you can't hire them right now? If you're like most businesses, the answer is nothing. But doing nothing is missing an opportunity. On today's episode, we're going to look at how and why you should stay in touch with the great candidates that you're not able to hire the first time round. So, Paddy, why should we stay in touch with candidates that uh, that uh, were great, but you know perhaps they weren't our number number one candidate? Uh, why do, why should we stay in touch with them? And you know, what's the stress that this is helping us to avoid?
1: Right. So, when we recruit someone, I I'm struggling to think, am I wrong in saying this? I think I'm right in saying this, that no one really enjoys recruitment. <laughs> Certainly, it's, it's not something that most managers go, oh, man, I can't wait to get into recruitment. For most hiring managers, mm-hmm. so if, if I ignore, actually, if I ignore the you know people, the recruitment professionals, but look at the hiring managers who are trying to get people into a new job role, the recruitment process is... Uh, it's a distraction from what they're doing on a day to day basis it 's something that takes them away. It takes their team away from achieving their other goals. And there are goals that either that they 've set for themselves as you know business owners as business leaders or that they're trying to achieve for their for their bosses and you 've got recruitment as this big exercise, and it takes up this kind of unclear amount of time. Sometimes you find someone first time sometimes it derails you for a lot longer than you what you wanted. And so of course, there's this temptation, as soon as you find that first great candidate, you kind of go flying with that person. Um, you, you know, you say sorry to the rest and, and get on with it, you get back to your business as usual, but in doing so, you are missing this opportunity to avoid the same stress repeating itself in future. Because if we can stay in touch with those candidates, the ones that are really great, the ones that are shining, and the ones that we weren't able to hire, and it could be for many reasons. It could be because uh, you've only got one position, and and they're you know they're number two or three. Uh, sometimes it's uh, clear that number two. Sometimes you've got two people, and it's it's almost a toss up. But um, so you're making a decision that you don't have enough positions. Sometimes they might choose another role. Sometimes there might be some uh, event outside of your control. You know, so they might have lost a family member, or something else has happened, which is completely outside of the uh, recruitment process and has taken them out. And so if you can stay in touch with them, you have this opportunity to basically avoid all the stress I've just talked about from reoccurring in future. Not that it won't reoccur and that you won't have to hire again. It's that when you do hire again, you'll have this opportunity to use this person that you stayed in touch with and not, uh, and essentially at least on that one occasion, and hopefully on more and more occasions, as you have more of these people, you'll avoid that stress and can move quicker which is just uh, a huge, huge benefit for, for you and your team. Love it, love it. And it's something that
0: I think um, we sort of picked up, uh, particularly when we were researching how to do a better job of recruitment. I think the um, the book that really solidified it for us was uh, How to Hire A-Players by Eric Heroncole, where he kind of talks about this concept of of building that, that network of, of great people. And um, he talks about uh, it has been the the farm team but often he talks about it in the context of just generally like, you know, identify great people out there by attending conferences and all these sorts of things. Whereas re- we've really taken it to mean the people who went through the recruitment process um, that uh, that we, for whatever reason, as you say, there's a variety of different possibilities. Um, we didn't then immediately hire, but wanted to keep in, in touch with them. So um, uh, give us some examples. Like, does this really work? Some people will be thinking, "Well, you know, it sounds like a lot of effort just to keep in contact with people, and on the off chance that maybe they might be able to work with you in future." Um, so, let, let's let's explore some examples uh, to demonstrate that.
1: Cool. Well, we've certainly got a uh, a few in our business, and mm-hmm. I'd actually say you're probably um, uh, better LinkedIn. So, why don't you sh- share some of the one and sales, and then I'll give an example in engineering where we've done it in a slightly different way.
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, typically, when we'll do recruitment for sales roles, and we've we've talked before about our recruitment process in previous episodes. Uh, but uh, I remember a particular uh, recruitment process back in 2018, where we ended up with about five candidates that were really, really great, and and I was excited. To have, I might have even been uh, six, and um, at the time, we only had two roles available so uh after a lot of meandering and going back through our notes and scores and so on we picked uh, two of those of those uh, five or six great candidates and uh but approached the the other uh four and said you know really sorry didn't make it this time round uh not our first choice but you did really brilliantly here's the things that we loved about what you what you did um and then uh, we uh, we offered you know we'd like to we'd like to put you on our farm team and explained what that meant you know keeping in in touch, but the um, I remember one one particular candidate from that I think it was yeah it was about six months later so uh, three months later I know that because we kind of checked in every three months three months later she was in a new role and enjoying it and I remember her saying that uh, coming and working with us was kind of like there were five things that were on her you know list of perfect dream place to work and she felt we would tick all five and she managed to find a place that I think ticked four of the of the five and so went to went to work there and, and was happy there and so I sort of checked in it's like oh great you know and, and so on and yeah we're doing this and da, da. and then I think it was another it's probably another three to six months before we we got to a position where we could hire again we had enough um, uh, sales calls you know uh, demonstration calls being booked that we felt confident that yeah we can we can bring in an, another person and so uh, I sort of made sure that I had my check-in calls with all the people on on the farm team and this person in particular was my um, number one choice from from then that group and so I you know I said this is the situation there's no pressure I appreciate that you've only recently started in a new role and so it's got to be the right fit for you Um, but we've got a role available and we'd really like uh, to offer it to you and so um, I remember she she was kind of thinking about because you know it's it's tough right you've only been working at this new role for six months um, and you kind of don't want to let you know she didn't want to let them down she's a very loyal uh, person and uh, and also felt, you know, is this great? This isn't great for my CV. You know, there'll be a question over why in these six months there and so on. So it took a bit of soul searching for her, but she, because she was confident that we were the right fit, you know, we'd done a good job through the recruitment process, and we'd done a good job in then nurturing her as a member of our farm team, having those conversations, giving her transparency that made her even more confident that we were the right fit, uh, she did take that decision to, uh, to hand in a notice at the other place and, and come work with us. And she's been, you know, one of the best hires we've had. Like, it's, you know, uh, I feel like we say that about a lot of our hires. But, like, um, yeah, she's stayed with us uh, all that time, still with us now, and has uh, filled a number of key roles or worn hats uh, that have helped us to to grow the company and to to deliver a lot of value. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't have stayed in touch. We'd have missed it out completely on her as a candidate. But also... We'd have had to re- kick off the recruitment process all over again, and f- for that role, I seem to remember it taking about three three months, maybe slightly more. Um, I think we kicked off that recruitment process pro- uh, in about sort of June of 2018, and we had our new starters start in September uh, 2018. Saying it's a long slog to get the team members in, whereas with her, I think she she probably only had two three weeks' notice, something like that, to to kind of hand in. Um, And in fact, I think uh, contractually she hadn't been there long enough for that to apply. So she could have just left. But, you know, she wanted to make sure that she did good handovers and all these sorts of things, which uh, is often a common feature of real A players. They don't want to leave their other employer in the lurch. So uh, so that was really amazing. And yeah, saved us months and made sure that we were able to get really awesome hire that got started really, really quickly. Um, Yeah. What what about the engineering side?
1: Yeah. So uh, excuse me. Uh, I know one of the things that I, uh, I uh, I'll be honest, I, I kind of often envy when I look across at the sales team is that we do get such high quality candidates for every time. Um, and that, uh, I know Alexis, he's maintaining a quite a long list of candidates that if and when we are um, essentially needing to get people started, we'll go straight to them. And that's going to save us uh literally months, I mean, this working out how to put up the job ad, do I need to change it from last time I did it? Do I uh, who's going to run the recruitment? How am I going to outsource some of the first steps? It's a huge, huge, huge time saver. Um, And I know that this has been really, really well maintained. Now, to be frank, in engineering, even though we often have over a 1000 candidates, the quality of the ones that come through by the end, by the end, I'm looking for some very specific uh, attributes. where well, I'm looking for people who are both uh, very, very talented when it comes to development and they're able to move really quickly, move independently, uh, handle both kind of small coding challenges and bigger architectural challenges because we've got a small remote team. I need them to be able to be independent. And I'm looking for ones that are incredible communicators, um, both so they're able to communicate well to us you know, when we're dealing with stuff in Slack, but also because part of their job is uh, documenting requirements and in a way that has to be clear for uh, different team members and it, it really holds them back if they don't have these two traits now unfortunately that's uh difficult to come by and so by the end of the process i'm i'm not normally only looking at a few candidates who i'd really really want to add to my team uh and so i uh have uh Normally made the 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 hire, and then there have been some candidates that have made it into the to the farm team. Now, at this point, if I'm open, I don't think that I've hired one of the team members on the farm team that came from the recruitment process. But there is another angle where they also go into the farm team. So there's a second uh, place which is essentially anyone that leaves the company also goes onto the farm team, assuming that they've left in um, uh, in good circumstances, which I think has always been the case. Um, and so we had a, uh, a challenge a couple of years ago and we'd just come through COVID and it'd been a, a challenge for the team, challenge for the business. We'd had to, uh, adapt and, and work on some different types of uh, work than usual. And one of our engineers had, uh, left and he'd left because he actually wanted to start his own business. And there are many things that we can offer you the opportunity to do in, uh, uh, Air manual in our other business, Spidey gap, but we're not quite at the stage where we allow you to go off and do your own venture. Um, so it's something that we massively supported him in, uh, mm. his, uh, as soon as he made that aware to me, uh, his coaching courses, one-to-ones, we were talking about how to make that work for him, how I could support him based on my experience and so on. And we left on, on great terms but just in the same way as people that have gone through the recruitment process we stay in touch and we reach out to them and make sure we've got a call in the diary every three months and in doing so we're able to stay aware of what's happening what are they uh, enjoying the new role that they've taken on which you know maybe the role after a job in our company or the role that they've taken on instead of a, a role in our company um do they still have the same career ambitions that they did when you last spoke, that's huge, uh, and it's not always always a case. Um, are they looking for additional work on the side in case you've got little challenges? And this is what happened: is we actually got into a position where we were hiring a couple of new engineers, um, but I didn't have the capacity to uh, support them at the uh, start alongside some of the other things. And it's there were ways it could have managed, but it would have been a derail. It was a Actually, at the point in time where we were setting up Air Manual as its own business, and as you can imagine, that's a, a pretty uh, involved um, uh, involved job in itself. And I was essentially looking for someone who would be able to look after the uh, the new Spider-Gap candidates. And because I had this person that I was uh, reaching out to, I knew where he was. I knew that um, he was setting up his own company, but it was he was slow playing it, and he would be interested in other roles. It meant when this thing came up, and I was just, I, honestly, the day that I realized that I needed to bring these new candidates in, bring them up to speed quickly, I was panicking. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. I'm essentially going to have to do two jobs at once. This is not going to go down well with the wife of the family or anything else. Um, but literally, like, two hours later, I was like, reviewed my options, remembered where David is mm-hmm. now. I reached out to him the same afternoon. He came back to me and said, yeah, I'm, no, I'm happy to do that. Happy to take that opportunity. Uh, and help you out over the ne- next couple of months, and yeah, he, he came in, and wow, the the stress that solved me was was epic. It was a real uh, game changer at that moment in in our history.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great example. It's interesting. There's, um, I think we have. I, I, I do remember there is a uh, there was a farm team candidate on the developer side that we we did uh, work for, for with a period uh, as well as a, a separate thing. Um, uh, as another example, and on the sales side, I think we've had two other examples where we've either hired them or they've done some work for us or, or whatever. Um, I've also actually uh, had members of the of our farm team who I've referred to others, um, either to work on contract basis or as employees, um, which is always really nice because you know one of the best things that you can do for a uh, a friend or a, a fellow business owner or whatever is like refer good talent. And yet it's hard to do. Um, and so uh, on a couple of occasions, I've, I've done that. Uh, and it's, a, uh, it, it's you know it's a great thing to be able to help out someone else. And uh, it's entirely possible that if either it doesn't work out or uh, they work there for a few years and then they're looking for the next challenge and you know, you've still got them back in that loop. And so I think keeping that um, keeping those relationships uh, and being able to manage that is just so valuable and, and useful uh, that, uh, yeah, we've, we've seen loads of power for that. And it's, it's also really, I, I find it personally great for my mindset, because it means that rather than thinking, oh, you know, if I create, if we end up with too much demand, I'll then, you know, I'll then struggle with supply. Like, you know, if if we end up with too many, you know, leads, then, oh, no, I'll, I'll you know, I'll have to sort out what we do with our sales team, or if we've got, you know, too much other work to do. Like, and yet when you've then got a decent, you know, what we'd call a farm team, a group of candidates that you will keep in touch with that you think are fantastic and enjoy talking to and they're smart and you'd love to work with them and so on. It makes it really easy to both um, think about like, oh, well, you know, if I manage to grow the business a little bit more, then I can hire this person, which is really uh, which is a really great experience. Um, and actually, I found it also useful for mindset around performance management. So if you're tolerating people in your organization who aren't quite up to scratch or or there's uh, friction that's being caused because they're not a great culture fit. It's much easier when you have other people on the bench ready to go in when you're thinking, you know, should I keep this person? Because if you're in a situation where you haven't got anyone on the bench, then you kind of you hold back, right? You go, well, I'll just. Oh, oh, maybe they can, maybe they'll be all right. And oh, maybe it's not too bad. And, you know, as long as they're performing, as long as they're getting their jobs done and whatever. Whereas when you've got great people on the bench that are so keen to work with you and you're keen to work with them, then, yeah, it's easy to then feel like, actually, yeah, I should have that conversation with Jenny, because uh, there, uh, you know, I've seen a few negative behaviors against our values, and then you have that conversation. They improve it, and that's fine. Um, but it, it stops that mindset of just thinking, "Oh well, you know, I'll tolerate a bit longer, right?" So I think I think that's really really powerful. Now, you know, we're we're talking about sort of really nurturing a group of people over a period of time. Why isn't it just enough just to reach out as and when you have a future role? Because you might say, "Oh well, you know, the example that I gave where." took someone through the recruitment process June to August of uh, 2018. Um, We didn't have a role available, I think, until June 2019. So 12 months later from when we kicked off the recruitment process, I could have rejected the candidates in August and then just not been in contact for nearly a year and then say, hey, you know, uh, I've got this role available. You remember that you're a great candidate again through that. Why isn't it enough just to reach out as and when that's the case?
1: Well, in some ways, it's just like um, nurturing, nurturing uh, your your personal relationships, your friendships, your um, yeah, any kind of relationship you have. And it's if you have a really strong friendship with someone and they disappear for a long time, uh, I've got a friend who moved over to Australia from the UK, for example. Then sure, you can. Uh, lose touch for a a long period and then reach back out and and rekindle, though you've missed a lot and there's a lot of catch up to do. Um, but the people that are coming in through this, the, the, the process, yes, you've, you've formed a relationship with them through that, that, uh, that activity through those engagements, but to then kind of go silent, essentially the last thing they remember is being told that they do not didn't get a job uh and you haven't followed up after them to even understand how they how they took that and what happened next and for all you know after that they had a a terrible few months um and you essentially you you weren't there you were off doing your thing and then you came back to them when it was convenient for you then you can see how that feels it's like sure if they're in a position where they happen to be looking actively looking for a job then it might be Oh, yeah, I could consider reapplying to you, but it's not a, oh, wow, you've been there. You've cared about me for the, uh, enough to essentially go above and beyond what I would expect for most jobs, for most hiring managers. You've, you've taken time out of your uh, calendar once every few months to speak to me. You understand the challenges I've had over the last few months, and we've already talked about that. Um, I already feel confident that if I was to join, I would be well supported because I feel like I'm well supported, even when I'm not working for you. It, it's a completely different, different uh, situation, different environment, and the the likelihood that that they will then convert, or that they will, you know, either become uh, a hire, or that they will support you, help you in any other way they can. It, it it's just it's just radically different. So it's, it's not that you might not get lucky by reaching out again to someone who, who went down the, the, uh, that path, but it's a much, much, much more long shot. And I, I, I'm just saying this actually from the candidate's point of view, from your point of view, However much, you know, you thought they were a great candidate 12 months ago, if you haven't spoken to them to 12 months, you will start second guessing yourself. And you will find it really hard to compare them to new candidates who've come through and you might be going, well, the role has changed a bit from what I was hiring into last time. And so it's giving you both that kind of that confidence that they would still want to work for you, you would still want them. Uh, and it, if it's done well, it's almost a brilliant, Let's 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 go. Uh, if it's not, then it's almost starting the engagement uh, from from you, and that's not that much better than starting the recruitment process. Yeah, indeed.
0: No, I, I love that, and I think, as you say, it's it's on both sides, right? From the candidate's perspective, and, and from you as the as the employer, I think um, you know I I, I uh, feel honoured to have supported and coached and chat to people through some very difficult times in their lives, you know, post. That because one of the, well, you know, often one thinks is when someone's looking for a role, not always, but sometimes they haven't got another one, and so it is a difficult time. And so, while sometimes that can lead to some awkward conversations, it's you know, I don't have another role to immediately offer them, and it's not my um, uh, p- place to try and support everyone you know in the world that hasn't got jobs and so on. So, sometimes that can feel an awkward situation but sometimes it is useful to be able to just show a bit of compassion and perspective as as an employer you know even giving them coaching on things that might help for for future Um, but also as you say like being able to continuously evaluate like whether this person be a good fit there are some candidates I've had on the farm team where actually over the following catch-ups I've identified actually you know there's some red flags here that we didn't catch before and might be okay but make me think like eh, like you know they're they're talking down a lot about maybe the clients that they're now working with or the or the employer they're working with or they're not they don't seem quite as proactive and and uh, focused on improvement as as we previously thought and so that's you know it's like a long-term reference game and so that's useful but also like life situation like knowing that for example, oh, actually, they've moved and now are no longer looking for a remote role or they've been working in a remote role for six months and decided that's not a good fit for them. And as a result, want to do something else. That's useful context when I'm then thinking when i then start to get to a point of, oh, I've got role available and I'm thinking who might be available for this, both in terms of whether are a good fit, but sometimes timing. Sometimes I've had can, uh, people on the farm team where we say, actually, I still think they'd be a really good fit for this. But they probably need another three, six months to deal with the situation that they're currently in. And, you know, and, and they're in, you know, perhaps they're in a role currently and, and, and all these sorts of things. So I think it gives you useful context. And as you say, for the candidate, it makes a huge difference. I don't think, you know, the, the examples where we have hired uh, afterwards, I don't think any of those would have happened if we just reached out at the point that we suddenly had the need. They they were all employee doing other things by the time that we 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 were ready, and so uh, there was a an, an element of sales <laughs> that, and uh, and encouragement that happened uh, to attract them over. So um, yeah, I think that had to happen. So and we've talk, we've talked, we've kind of alluded to how we do it a few times, but. Give us a really uh, clear approach to what's the process for that we use for for staying in touch and and making that easy and not awkward. Given that, as you say, your last interaction was rejecting them.
1: Cool. Well, as you say, we've we've kind of covered it uh, at high level uh, kind of implicitly, um, and it's a simple process. But I'll I'll, I'll cover it uh, just you know, these four key steps. So first of all um you've found out at any point in the process that you've got someone who uh was coming across as great as someone that you really wanted to keep going uh, and would love to have, be able to hire if you had the position uh, and it's not going to happen so the first thing you want to do is explain that you do want to stay in touch and why you want to stay in touch so uh essentially share look um, sorry, it's not going to go through. What I'd love to do is just be able to stay in touch with you kind of every few months or so, and no, no big commitment, but just so I have an opportunity to, uh, find out how you're doing, whether the new job role is working out for you and so on. And so you can also hear what's going on in our business, because my hope is that there'll be future opportunities for us, for us to work together. And assuming this is someone who is a great candidate and that they've been enjoying the process too, this won't feel like a silly request. This will feel like a, oh wow yeah sure that's not something i normally asked for but of course i could i don't know that my new role is going to work out 100 percent. and so far i'm seeing you know great things about your company and you personally i would be happy to stay in touch with the you know the usual response so you're explaining uh why you want to stay in touch and you're doing this ideally at the last point you're speaking to them if not you're kind of reaching out to them after At that moment in time, you also want to schedule that first catch up. So you want to get your diaries out and go three months into the future and just put it in there. And it doesn't matter that you don't have complete visibility of what meetings you have at that moment in time. It's relatively easy to move a meeting, which isn't convenient versus having a task in your diary where you say, Mm -hmm. I will reach out in three months. Trust me, that will get delayed. It will get deprioritized. It will get ignored a few times before you two get the calendars out. Whereas if it's already in the calendar, it will get moved. This is a same principle that happens actually in, in sales. You always want to get the next call, uh, nailed down. It's not about being aggressive. It's just about appreciating the reality of how people manage their calendars and their tasks and the fact that people get busy. So you'll both appreciate that it's just in the calendar for uh, a few months time. Then the third step is just to actually catch up. So every, uh, uh, three to six months, you'll be having a, a conversation with them and you'll be doing, as you said, you'll be finding out how their role is, how they're doing, uh, whether anything you know has been going really well or really badly, anything that's causing them any uh, pain or grief, uh, anything that's changed in terms of their career direction. Uh, this is another reason we've, we've eventually had people drop out of the farm team. is because they've realized they wanted something else than the roles that we were hurrying into and might have opportunities for in future. But you want to keep having those calls, um, and we've always found them to be uh, really enjoyable. Uh, they're both a, a great chance for ourselves to reflect and share, and also a really great opportunity to, to stay in touch with people that we we valued as as individuals. And on each of those calls, you're continuing to arrange the next call uh, each time. And then finally, they're going to exit this, this process, and it's going to be in one of two ways. Either you're going to hire them, so the ultimate win for for both parties, it's really paid off. And that's happened for us uh, numerous times. Or you're going to stop following up, because there's a good reason to do so. And that might be um, that uh, that you no longer feel that they are the candidate that you're looking for, it may be that they've indicated that what they're now looking for a career isn't something that you would be able to offer them. Uh, And there are other good reasons, uh, and you will you will work them out. But when it feels like I honestly don't want to follow up with this person because I honestly don't feel like this is someone I would want to bring into my team, Mm -hmm. then that's okay. And you let that relationship kind of die down and and, uh, fizzle out and you maintain the relationships which are working well. Hopefully over time, you get into a position where you do have uh, multiple, maybe three or more people that are on your, what we call a farm team at all times. So that you wouldn't expect that everyone on your farm team would be able to jump ship and join you straight away. But when you do have that opportunity, you're able to uh, reach out to them and find someone who's able to to join. And that's the, the ultimate win. Yeah, I love that.
0: And um, yeah, it's, uh, as you say, there are loads of reasons why you, like, there are various reasons why you might not then carry that on. I think, um, you know, one way is you to kind of let that relationship, slide like just not arrange the next call my preference the the classier way tends to be um, tends to be like like particularly if you feel if you no longer feel like they're a good fit um, what you can always do is let's say that it's on the second or third or fourth call so it's either been six nine twelve months I think it's okay to essentially say to them um, you know, it's been really good keeping in touch with you. Unfortunately, you know, we still haven't got to a position where there's a, a role available that I feel like would be a good fit right now. Um, so we'll we'll not arrange um, subsequent calls, but, you know, feel free to keep in touch. And at that point, then it's like you're kind of letting it slide at that point. And, and there's just a, an appreciation on both sides. Um, but what, uh, the flip to that is. If you want to stand a good chance of being able to still bring them into the organisation, yeah, keep up those uh, those regular conversations and use that uh, simple process as as Paddy described. So yeah, thanks for taking us through that, Paddy. You know, you with know, Essentially, you know, we've set out why we think it's a really powerful approach to, to keep in contact with people who leave your organisation, people who went through your recruitment process, but you didn't hire. Uh, keep, contact, uh, keep in contact, keep nurturing that relationship. And as a result, hopefully you get an opportunity to work together in the future, reducing the amount of time you need to spend uh, recruiting, which as, as you set out before, Paddy, is, a, is a, a source of stress for teams that are busy when you've got other team members available, uh, you know, ready to go on the bench, it makes it a lot easier. Um, We've got some great resources uh, to cover this. So um, we've previously talked about a checklist for the recruitment process, which goes through how to make sure that you end up with an A player. We've got a checklist for reviewing a job candidate so that you can. Uh, efficiently do a good job of making sure that they are a good fit for your organisation the skills. And we've got a new uh, checklist uh, available in our templates area, uh, which is a checklist for staying in touch with a great candidate, uh, exactly as we've talked about in this episode. Links to all of those will be available in the show notes. Now, as regular listeners will know, we also run a weekly webinar on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. If that sounds interesting to you, uh, come check it out. It's typically every Wednesday at 1pm UK time. You can find out more and register at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And a final note for our podcast listeners, as a new podcast, we need your help. If you found the content today valuable, please take just one minute to leave us a review. This will help the podcast get more visibility. It'll allow us to help more people. And if you're consuming this on social media, please do reshare it. Uh, repost it, uh, subscribe and so on. It honestly makes a big difference to us and we really, really appreciate it. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.